This is exactly right. Are you getting ready, Scotty? Yeah. The, are you sneaking one in? It sounds like you're sneaking a story in on me. Here it comes. Oh, my God. Man allegedly hiding drugs in butt accidentally shoots himself in testicles, <laughs> report says. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's do some bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dumbest Little Strange News Show Ever. Uh, bananas, I'm Kurt Brownler. I'm Scotty Landis. Uh, let's get right into it. Our guest today is honestly one of my very favorite comedy actors. Uh, you've seen her in Parks and Rec. You've seen her on Children's Hospital. You can currently check her out uh, playing Lola Spratt on Medical Police on Netflix. And she's in the new feature film, Bill and Ted's Face the Music. The wonderful Aaron Hayes. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for being on. We were just talking before this started how great Medical Police is. Yes. I, Thank I, you. It's just you rarely see something that funny on television, and I just, my, all of the applause goes to you. Ah, uh, thank you. That was the most fun to do. We had so much fun, and, um, you know, if, if, if the entertainment industry ever comes back. Sure. And, um... <laughs> And and all the shows don't go to the wayside. I mean, fingers crossed for that little guy. Right. Oh yeah. Well, did yeah. you shoot that? You shot that in like Romania or something? We shot. We shot. Um. We shot here in L.A. and then oh, we okay. shot ten days in Croatia. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we did shoot ten days in Croatia. Oh, in Croatia. Um, okay. But just I know. at the end. So everything that looks like a foreign country is Croatia or Santa Clarita. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Santa. Clarita. Honestly, yeah. Or Santa Clarita. Oh, it's so good. Same you know, you can always tell when you watch a show and you can tell the actors are having fun with each other. And you and Rob Hubel are so funny together. You could feel it, though. You can feel that you guys are trying to make each other laugh within scenes. Yeah, he's the funniest. I, it was such a blast to do, like, to come back and revisit those characters. And especially with him, like, as a, like, a co-star was just, it was the greatest, you know. And uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted's, you're in that with our good friend Kristen Shaw. Oh, yeah. Kristen Shaw is the greatest human. Um, her and I briefly went to college together. Oh, really? Oh. And, yeah, she went to University of Colorado, but she came only for, like, a year and right. we were in a play together. Wow! And we were sitting on we were sitting on the Bill instead, like uh, Bill and Ted's downstage. And she goes, "I wonder if there's any photos from that play." It was like you know, 1997 mm-hmm. or something like that. Like it was a long time ago, pre. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like when everybody had a dot edu email, right? Um, <laughs> where you would go. To, I'd be like, "I'm at later, guys. I'm going to the computer lab. Uh, I got to send some emails." <laughs> Whatever, nerd. Uh, and then, and she just looked it up online and found these photos of us wow. together, like in this play in like the archive of the theater department. It was so, it was, it made me laugh. So it was nice to like revisit a little bit of uh, time with her. Oh, that's and great. To be part of that movie, you know, the newest casting of the Princess Wives. Pretty is cool. It, is it, uh, is it, what, what is it coming out on? 
So they're doing it on demand and then also select theaters. Who even knows what that means mm, I don't right know. now? You know, so maybe there'll be like a drive-in. That would be that fun. Would be, oh, that would right? be cool. That would be so great. I am like, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to be part of this movie. And of course, that's the most important thing. But <laughs> this was going to be the goddamn first red carpet where I wasn't going to have to be like, no, I, no, I think I'm supposed to be here. Karen Hayes, like, you know, well, I mean, I think I was invited with the intention to go, just go around. All right, that's yeah. fine. Or yeah. going, I love yeah. that situation where you're like, I'm definitely in this movie, and they're like, uh huh, and then you walk by and everyone just holds their cameras down because yes. they're not going to take a picture of you, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, uh, I, I'll just keep moving. I'll just keep and, moving. And then you do the one internet. There's like one nice publicist holding up a sign with your name on it. And <laughs> everybody turns to take a picture of that. Because they're like, I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> this is going to be it for me, guys. Oh, it'll be back. It'll, it'll be, be back. back. It'll it's be just back. the beginning of thousands of more red carpets for you. I'm going to do it in, uh, for my ch- I'm going to get very dressed up for my children and make them yell, Mom, Mom, over here, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Give them fake cameras. Yeah. Um, so do you want to hear about this man? This yes. man who allegedly hid drugs in his... Okay. Allegedly. It goes down such a rabbit hole. This was sent to us by Charlie Girl Longwell. Okay. On, uh, on, on Instagram. Thank you, Charlie Girl. Love Charlie uh, this Girl. This is Fox News. Whoa. Uh, doesn't have an author. Uh, actually, it's Fox 2 KTVU. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of people who have this article up, but I wanted the one that actually says but instead of rerend or something else. Um, <laughs> So this is uh, Fox KTVU is willing to just say, but Uh, a man who shot himself in the testicles was also found to be hiding marijuana in his buttocks. (laughs) According to a report, Cameron Jeffrey Wilson, 27, was carrying a gun in his front pocket on April 5th in Washington state when the firearm accidentally discharged the Wenatchee World News reports. The bullet pierced Wilson's testicles, then went into his thigh. Whoa. Upon arriving at the hospital, a doctor was operating on the gunshot wound when a balloon of marijuana slipped out of Wilson's anus, court records show. Police arrived at the hospital, searched Wilson's car, where they also found a bag of meth. The man's troubles did not end there, though. As Wilson, who is a convicted felon, was being processed into the Chelan County Jail, he was strip-searched, oh boy. and another balloon of marijuana <laughs> came out of his anus. This dude was just Packed full of pot. Yeah. Also, wh- I guess there's states where marijuana is not legal. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. That, where that is balloons of marijuana have to be. So, like balloons up your butt but- always seems like heroin or cocaine, not Shh. pot. Like you literally sure. just have a butthole, a buttload full of <laughs> pot. And it's like, well, it's worth $30. <laughs> <laughs> this much what discomfort. State? What, what state, state is in? Washington, I think. Wait, let's see. Wenatchee. Wenatchee's in Washington. Okay. I've been to Wenatchee. I've done a show in Wenatchee. It's a small little town. It's very beautiful up in the mountains uh, right near Seattle. Was it when hard to get weed? When you were there. Yeah. When you were there, did you put any drugs up your butthole? Great question. <laughs> Look, that's what I do before doing any show. <laughs> yeah, it's nightclub. Uh, as I stuff at least a quarter pound of weed up my butt, <laughs> and then that's my little reward when I get off stage. Um <laughs> And I'm assuming this is Wenatchee, Washington, unless it's a different Wenatchee. I cannot find a state. Um, but yeah, isn't Washington? I thought weed was legal Washington, in Washington. It's not legal? Yeah. I think it is. It must be a different Wenatchee. All right. That's crazy. See? Uninformed. 
In when I was in college, the local newspaper they were like drug bust in one of the dorms, and they made this whole thing about how the biggest pot dealer in the dorms got arrested by police, and then they had a photo, and it's like a college paper, so this was like a huge story, and the photo was of everything they seized, and it was like bags of weed sort of rainbowed out. And then, like, uh, money, but not that much money. Like, maybe, like, a thousand bucks or whatever. And then in the middle, they put, like, 12 High Times magazines. As if, like, <laughs> as if having a subscription to High Times magazine <laughs> is, like, an illegal thing. But it's like, we got them. We're shutting them down. That, that photographer was either going to be, like, a set decorator or a police <laughs> yeah. photographer. They were like, I think I, I want to just set the scene. I want to set the scene for everybody. <laughs> I, th- I think it provides context. I think it really... <laughs> Yeah. Does. <laughs> oh, God. Got him, guys. Got him. At least he didn't have the meth up his butthole. It just, like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I guess I, guess I just always get scared for people sh- shoving things up their butt yep. because, you know, it's just like it's going to leak and it's going to kill you and it's going to explode. So, like, it's just... At least it wasn't the meth and it was just weed. So they get like a little high or whatever. Oh, yeah. Now, my question. Yeah. I always I wonder if he swallowed it or if he just stuffed it up his butt. You, you mean know? it was on its way out? <laughs> That's how I think at least the movies up. that I've seen where they're sneaking heroin into the country is you like put you dip it in sugar and sugar water and then swallow it. And then like you go through customs and everything. And by the time you land, it's gone through your system. But that's also could be just for a movie. Who knows? Maybe everybody just No, I do I think that's right. But I think weed is like this. You're like, <laughs> I'm gonna want this in three days. I'm gonna want this. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It must be a different state than what What to do when you don't have a purse. <laughs> <laughs> that is that should be the second uh title to this story. Um but man, he made some bad decisions. I just wonder at what point did he not think to take it out when he was going into the hospital you know i guess maybe if he'd done enough meth he forgot that right. he had the weed up his butt you i know? think you've also forgotten that he shot his nuts that <laughs> might have taken precedence in his like level of concern right <laughs> was he like, probably was just in so much pain my nuts <laughs> oh boy we oh, get a lot man. of these stories we get a lot of stories about um animals accidentally shooting their owners like a dog will step on a gun that's just lying there and shoot it's always in the legs or the nuts or the butt because the person's just sitting there but we get sent those stories i don't know how many times you think we've gotten that kurt like four times like oh yeah just people have a handgun lying around and a cat lays on it then it just shoots their owner in the shoulder so maybe there's more to this story than we even know (laughs) uh scotty you got another one oh i got one uh this one is from the ottawa citizen Written by our best friend in the whole world, Gary Dimmick. Um, and the headline goes like this. Ottawa, psychi- Ottawa psychiatrist told to stop falling asleep in patient sessions. So... Who told him? Oh, boy. <laughs> Great question. Uh, so an Ottawa physi- uh, psychiatrist has been warned by the College of Physicians and Surgeons to stop falling asleep during sessions with patients. The regulatory board told the psychiatrist, identified, this is actually really funny, identified only as Dr. NJK. I mean, if you give three initials, you're narrowing it down pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> 
He needs to stay awake uh, while treating patients. After one of them complained, he had fallen asleep at least five times. The patient felt powerless when her psychiatrist in an Ottawa hospital setting kept dozing off. Quote, she explained, for example, that she had lived a life of invalidation, keeping secrets to herself because she thought no one would care. And, and falling asleep in the process made her feel unimportant. Holy shit. In oh. uh, a ruling by the Health Professions Appeal and Review Board uh, and the College's Complaints Committee, they decided their decision was to tell the psychiatrist to stop falling asleep on the job. He apologized and he told the regulatory board that his work life was part of the problem. So he changed his patient's appointments from late mornings to afternoons to address it. So there's a little bit more, but you get it. But also, this is a quintessentially Canadian. It's not it's not like they fired him. It's not like they took rash action. It was just like, excuse me. It would be so nice if you simply did not fall asleep during your job. And he's like, I got it. I'll put it in the afternoon. I'll have an extra cup of coffee. I'll go to Tim Hortons. That uh, poor patient. No, <laughs> like, why did she go back four more times? I don't. I think she might have been required to if he worked at a hospital. It said, yeah, oh. our college hospital. Yeah, I think that, or maybe it's part of. Maybe she's addicted to the problem. I don't know, but it is. It's like the most specific uh, thing to work through, and then he is just hammering yeah. her. <laughs> I have a fear it of is narcoleptics. Very it is I very just, difficult. I feel like I'm. I might be boring. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you hear me? Doctor D J K. N J K. Oh boy, Aww. it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. I can't find a good. Uh, I don't have time right now to go to a see someone. I would love to. I just can't find a good one. I had one lady the first time I was like, I'm finally going to go see a therapist because I just had never for my entire life. And I went and she does this type of therapy where she just says no thing. Oh, wow. And she doesn't give an opinion and she oh. doesn't ask me questions. Like a tree. So she like just talk? It's just, I just sit there and like talk at her and she says nothing. It's like some version. It's also was like covered by insurance. So I was like, oh, this is the version that's covered by insurance where it's just a person who gives you no information about your problems. All they have to do is be there. Physically be there and just look at me the whole time. <laughs> I had ones who was like, I was like, hi, oh, it's all messed up and this and that. And it was like, I went, this lady, she was like, wanted to be my best friend. Like, that was the take she took. And she'd be like, it's okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally normal. And I'm like, well, no, like, tell me something. Like, <laughs> I'm struggling with this. It was like, oh, girl, you know, we all struggle. <laughs> so I'm like, I can do this at happy hour. And I do. <laughs> Oh, I love that, too. We're just like, I feel like I'm drinking too much. It's like, don't we all? Do you want to drink yeah. right now? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Thank you. I went, I had panic attacks when I was like 19, and I went to the college health services, and it took me a while. I didn't know what it was. I had never even heard of a panic attack or anything, and then I was watching an episode of The Sopranos, and Tony had a panic attack, and then like they were talking about that, and I like I was like, oh, I think that's what I have. So I go into health services and I was just like anxious all the time at this point. 
I thought I was losing my mind. And I walk in, and the psychiatrist's office had God, I'm not exaggerating. It had like seven different types of chairs. Like they all looked different. There was like a love seat, a rocking chair, a hard school chair, like a padded arm. And I felt like it was a test to see what kind of person I was going to be and like what kind of patient. And so I started to have like a small panic attack about being like, all right, what's this going to say about me? Is it supposed to be like, well, I'm sensible, so I'm going to take the hard chair. Which did you choose, Goldilocks? I chose the like sofa love seat thing. I was like, I'm going to act like I'm real comfortable and just ease into this and try not to throw up immediately. <laughs> did they walk out like, I see you have chosen the comfortable chair. <laughs> he just punched me. He just walked in and punched me straight in the face. Said, get in the hard chair. <laughs> he broke a stool over my back and then I started crying. And I've been fine ever since. I was once I was once pitching a TV show and I went into a pitch room and they weren't there yet. And so you know how there's always like mm-hmm. a couch and then there's mm-hmm. two chairs, you know? And just once I was just like, I hate sitting on the couch. I really dislike the couch. Oh, it's always like a frumpy <laughs> couch that you like sink into and yeah. you're in just like a position of like Yes. Yeah, and you're like a position of like low power from yes. like the beginning of it. And I was like, I want to sit in this nice chair. And then they left Behind me waiting for them. <laughs> no, no, it was just literally two separate chairs. So I sat in one of the chairs instead uh-huh. of the couch. And then they left me waiting in there for 30 minutes. And then they come in and, not, and don't apologize for me, making me wait for 30 full minutes. And then uh, be like, you know what? No, don't, don't sit. I'm going to sit where you are. So you go move over to the couch. Then made me move to the couch. Whoa. And I was so pissed off about it that I just sank it like right there. And I was like, actually, I was going to sit in the chair. And he's like, yeah, no, I sit in the chair. You sit on the couch. And I was like, I don't like sitting on the couch. And we got into like a little bit of a thing. And then like, I immediately was like, all right, I'll sit on the couch. I sat on the couch and then pitched, angrily pitched. The whole time. <laughs> we open like, on an angry couple. <laughs> they hate each other. They did not buy it. <laughs> Would have loved it if they had and been like, we love it. We want to buy it in the room. Fine. It's fucking four. Fine. Fine. I want double what you're offering. Oh, yeah? Fine. Fine. I'll see you on set. (laughs) Great. Great. Um, Kurt, let's take a quick break and then come back and tell us another funny bananas type of story. Thank you. Bananas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back, folks. Guys, thank you for sending all of these stories in. If you're not aware, you can go to Instagram, the Bananas Podcast, and we're there all the time. Send us your stories. We're we got posting nothing. strange news yeah. every single day. We have nothing going on with our no. We are checking that mailbox every minute. 
Yeah. So say hello. It's a fun place. And also, of course, if you want to tell anybody about the show, please do. We would and love it. And rank and rate us on iTunes. You know the whole fucking spiel. This story, mm-hmm. uh, to remind everyone, our fantastic guest is Aaron Hayes. Thank yes. you for being here, Aaron. Happy to be here. Aaron was on an episode of Workaholics called Miss BS. She played Miss BS, and that was the first idea i ever pitched on my first season of workaholics oh that's great but i did not write that episode um they had uh it was season four and it was a great episode and i went in and i was like i've always been obsessed with those local news guys that are like uh michael handle it and it's just like our tires out of control michael handle it (laughs) and so miss bs was basically that was aaron's character (laughs) <laughs> that was the most fun. That episode was so fun, and like the, just the like getting to like dress up as a dude. I look like yeah. Stanley Stanley Tucci from like <laughs> lovely from like lovely bones. Like not good. <laughs> it was uh, it was so much fun. I love anything that is like that. Like yeah, just so good, weird, and fun and funny. Speaking of weird and fun and funny, you were also in They Came Together, which is one of my... It's just such a funny movie. If you... You have to really know I'm in that movie. <laughs> I, mean, I, went, I worked like two days in like crap and like a group scenes just because David Wayne was like being nice to me. We like Aaron. Get her in there. Aaron, here's some lines. Sure, Sometimes, sure, 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 sure. No, we're going to cut all your lines. You'll have one. You'll have one. <laughs> we like you. You're in our crew. You're getting a line. You've got one word, but, you know, improvise it. <laughs> improvise it. Make it your own. <laughs> I once, I had been doing, this is, I had done, uh, I had just come off, I was I did a movie, a very, like, a low-budget movie, where we were improvising the whole time, and I had just finished shooting that. We were improvising just all the time. I was very, like, just like, that's the way you do it. And I came back, and I got, like, my first gig ever on my first network like guest star on the new girl and i was just like and that and the eight, the person the casting director told me you know it's only one line but you know go in improvise have fun and i was like <laughs> okay and so i go in there and this is a single ca- it's the new girl it's just like yeah. everybody wants to just get their shots and get the fuck out of there and i come in and am just talking <laughs> from the moments the camera start until the end and people were like confused and i did not pick up on it at all people were like what is this fucking dude he has one line and he is talking the whole time he's talking to other characters i was like i felt like we so can't in- get coverage on that we don't have time <laughs> actually they're just like you have to stop talking and just say your line. And I was so embarrassed. Oh. I was like, I, and I couldn't say like, people told me to improvise because it was like a casting director who told me to improvise. Not, but it's, I still, it's still like a, my face gets so red when I think about it. Um, oh. How awful it was. Um, are you ex- excited for this next story? Aaron? I'm very excited. Give it. Uh, this advert for gum nut, the angry koala just won the internet. <laughs> Um, okay. This is, I'm primarily bringing up this story so we can use the picture. The picture is <laughs> good of a very it's a, angry it's a visual medium, koala. Medium podcast. <laughs> uh, Gumnut the koala, this little marsupial, apparently this guy from Aurora, Colorado, he has this koala and he wants to get rid of it. So he posted this advertisement on uh, Craigslist. 
I'm fingers crossed that it's real. You guys tell me what you think. I'm going to skip a bunch of it. Um, I have a three-year-old koala named uh, bear named Gumnut that I'm trusting trying to find a new home for. Um, please use some common sense before contacting me. Don't be an idiot. Blah blah blah. Here's the Gumnut stats. The good one: he is somewhat housebroken. Uses a cat box most of the time. Okay. Two, for the most part, he is very quiet. This also falls into the bad character category, which we'll touch on in a moment. Oh, boy. Three, he eats spiders. Not kidding. We haven't had a spider in our house since we got him. Four, he hates watching Desperate Housewives. Used to be my wife's favorite show until Gumnut bit her for changing the channel. (laughs) Five, gets along well with one of my two dogs. Six, loves to go for car rides. Now for the bad. He eats a lot of eucalyptus, which is not as cheap as I expected. (laughs) Two, apparently eucalyptus is like a drug for koala bears. When Gumnut is coming down from his high, he becomes very violent and aggressive. He killed my wife's cat, Miss Kitty. (laughs) Oh, my God. He loves Vin Diesel movies. Not sure why. He just does. (laughs) He has extremely sharp claws and teeth, which he often uses, loves shiny objects, steals and hides them frequently in my dog's rear end. That makes me think this is not real. Um, Gumnut smells terrible and is not easy to wash. I had to hold a gas-soaked rag over his mouth till he blacked out to get him in a tub for a bath. I don't think this is real. Wait, this can't be real? No, okay. that part. He blew it. This guy, this was such oh, a well thing. Oh, he had us. He had us. He had us. He had me until shoving things up the dog's butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, you know, that is the, 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 like the posting fake Craigslist stuff. It's such a fine line. It is. Because I'm imagining this gumnut holding down the dog's head. What, like, you'd have to, there's so much physical wrangling to get oh, it. Oh, yeah. To get it in there. Yes. They have opposable thumbs, though, right? I can tell you, I have a photograph of a very angry one here. Okay. Uh, which is the main reason to bring this story up. Let's see. Yep. Opposable thumbs. Okay. So Thank he God. could get it up. He could. <laughs> he, he could, could get spread it, up it up and shove it. It's possible. But Gumnut has mur- murdered a cat. But also, that wasn't the top of the the, the cons list. <laughs> it yeah. Like, it was like, eucalyptus is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That was the yeah. That was a, that was number one. Yeah, I wish I, all that stuff. I always wish it's true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's too that bad. That somebody in Aurora, Colorado, was like, you know what climate uh, koala bear would like? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. They love mm. a cold winter. Oh, they love it. Dry summer. Nice and dry. What's the craziest animal you've ever had, Aaron? Um. We don't we we have allergies in mm. our house, so it's very sad. I grew up with cats. We used to <laughs> we never had this animal, but when I was in high school, we had. I lived in this house that didn't have we didn't have screens on our windows, mm-hmm. like this Victorian house that with like the crank and everything that opened the windows. And we had a baby possum that would come into our house like every single night for like a month, and you'd wake up because you'd hear rustling and it would like be in the closet, like in my mom's shoes or something. And, and there was one night where I was sleeping and I was sleeping like diagonal mm-hmm. on my bed and I felt like oh, like something clawing its way up oh, the back boy. of my head. And I was like, mm, cat, bean, get out of here. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, did the like gasp sit up like, oh, the cat wasn't in my room when I went to bed. And I look underneath my bed and this little a-hole is like, 
<laughs> like it had tried to <laughs> climb up my bed using my head as leverage. Oh. And and then I mean, every night my brother would have to like catch it and throw a towel on it and like try to walk it up the street, but it loved us too much, so it, it came back. always came back. <laughs> oh my god! It multiple times like it came like oh you had a, a possum in your hair as a child, and then that possum showed up multiple times. It was in our it would like it would like my sister would hear it in her room and it would be walking no. around in the dollhouse and like it would be in somebody's closet. Yeah, we had this one summer. We had this one adolescent possum that would not want it to live in our house (laughs) i love that at no point were your parents like you know what we could do for some screens we could put some screens on we didn't have air conditioning and we didn't have screens so it was like i guess we gotta deal we just walk this possum back up the street we could put a nine dollar 99 cent box fan in Aaron young Aaron's window and prevent Stop. her from Too being sensible. scratched <laughs> or she learns to love nature in her own way yeah oh we just all got can we all just get along <laughs> I lived in uh Pensacola Beach and uh I want I was like you know what I'm gonna get this pet a friend of mine was like I'm moving overseas I have a sugar glider do you want it and I was like yes she's like I have to sell it to you though I'm sorry they're kind of expensive I was like that's fine and I saw this thing, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, 200 bucks, I'll take it. Let's do it. And she goes, well, wait, what are you going to do this summer? Like, what job are you going to work? And I was like, I'm waiting tables. And she's like, well, are you going to work doubles? And I go, yeah, I'm going to probably pick up as many doubles as I can to work. She goes, you can't have it. I go, why? She goes, you have to nuzzle it every day for an hour. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, unless you buy a second sugar glider, I'm not giving this one to you because they get heartbroken and they get so lonely that they die of loneliness. Yeah. And I said, is that true? And she was like, Scotty, if you're going to be working doubles, I can't sell sell you the sugar glider. So I ended up not getting it. And I have no idea what happened to it. But I think that is true. I think you have to like rub their belly. Yeah. You have to like show them love or they just get so despondent. It's like those, what were those toys that kids were buying for a while that you like hatch and you have to oh, yeah. pay off? Tamagotchi? Mm-hmm. Is that what they are? Mm-hmm. I think Tamagotchi was one of them. Yeah, like hatch and you had to like take care of it every like, single day. Yeah, it was like a real one of those and you and it was beautiful and lovely, but it, you'd come home and it'd be dead if you didn't snuggle with it enough. Thank God that person who was for some reason selling sugar gliders was yeah. a responsible animal seller and asked some what? questions about that. So yeah. weird. One of my one of my daughter's friends at school, they like on a whim got a tortoise. A ba- also a baby tortoise. Okay. And- I was like, all right, so who are you going to will the tortoise to when the child die? That's right. Because that tortoise is going to outlive all of you. Yes. Like, we have, what are you doing? It's an insane was it thing. Like a land, it was like a land tortoise? Like it was one of the kind of like bigger land tortoises? Well, it was this big. I mean, now it's bigger. But like <sighs> it's going to live to be 150 years old. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, like it's a legacy tortoise. They just bought... <laughs> Yeah, it just comes with the house now. Goddamn lives. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Tortoises are they beat they beat parrots for how long they live. They beat horses for how long they live. It is it's a 
terrible. Nature's nightmare. Nature's nightmare. Yeah, you don't want to pass that thing on. It's a moving rock. They also burrow. There are a lot of things. I don't know, Aaron, if you're on Next Door, but the Next Door app, I in my neighborhood, there's been twice a tortoise missing again, and then I guess it digs its way under the... When you own a tortoise and you leave it in your yard, you have to bury wire, like chicken wire, under like 20 inches under the surface because they like to burrow and they just get out. But again, like think of that getaway. Also, if your tortoise is getting away, you must just be like, I assume it's in one of these holes. And then one day you're like, I don't know. Let's check. Let's check our next door neighbor app and see if it's out there. But we've had a runaway tortoise twice. A slow a walk away tortoise. Walk away tortoise. He's not happy. No, he hates their Kentucky bluegrass. I have one, Kurt. Yes. Um, you two both have children. How long did it take you to name to pick your kids' names? Was it months? Was it days? Aaron? Moments? Do do you? Oh, do, oh, you oh, like when you're pregnant? When you're um, having a child, yeah, yeah. how long yeah, did it take you to pick your children's names? Um, one we knew like before we even got pregnant. We were like, if we have a girl, we want to have a Maggie, and so that was already easy. But then. But then it took us a couple. It took us a couple of months. We'd have like a okay. list, and we'd go back and forth, yeah. and be like, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know," until one day I would be like, "I found it," and he'd be like, "Oh, let's add it to the list," and I'd be like, "No, I found it, <laughs> honey. This I is had it." That, I had that moment with my wife. My wife was like, "I found it," and I was like, "Okay," and she says, "Charlie," and I was like, "Oh." Uh, yeah, I got like the name Charlie, and then I just kept thinking about it, and she's like, I love it. I'm so in love with it, honey. And I'm like, okay. And then it was like five, four, three, two, one. I was like, Charlie Brown Oler. Oh, we can't call him Charlie <laughs> Brown Oler. And my wife was like insistent. She was like, he no one's going to know who Charlie Brown is when he grows up. I'm like, every Charlie Brown has existed for 60 years. People still know who Charlie Brown is. Yes. They're going to know in 10 to 15 years who Charlie Brown is. Yes. You can't call a kid Charlie Brown or, Oh, and so he's not named Charlie, but it was heartbreaking. And it was, I, for a little while I was like, am I just going to swallow this and not say anything? Cause I didn't want to like upset my wife, but yeah, so it was a heartbreak for a little while, but now we have had a great kid named Gus. Gus is great. The reason I ask is because we had one of our bananimals, Christy Nordstrom. We did a story a few episodes ago, Aaron, uh, about a New Zealand family that got in trouble for naming their daughter Tallulah Does the Hula in Hawaii. Uh, Tallulah Does the Hula in Hawaii. And they were like, you can't name your kid this. It'll have a terrible life. So Christy Nordstrom sent us 35 outlawed baby names from around the world. These are real. This is written by Michelle... Uh, I think it's Debzak. I'm going Debzak here. So uh, in the U.S., we give parents a lot of leeway when it comes to naming their children. New Jersey only bans names that include obscenities, numerals, or symbols. So the Campbells were totally clear naming their child Adolf Hitler. Um, nobody stopped magician Penn Jillette from naming his daughter, daughter Moxie Crime Fighter. But, right. yeah, remember that? Remember that? Great choice. Uh, also, his name's Pendulette. That's a That sounds like uh, something you write with and shave with. It's fine. Uh, other parts of the world aren't as liberal when it comes to baby naming. Here are 35. Don't worry, I'm not going to do all 35. I kind of went to the hits. These are real names that were banned by the government. Nutella. 
So in 2015, a French couple decided to name their daughter Nutella because they hoped she could emulate the sweetness and popularity of the chocolate spread. Uh, a French judge. I like the, I like the reason. <laughs> I know it's. Yeah, <laughs> uh, their last name's Brown. Also, no. Uh, one French judge was not having it, and he said, "Quote: uh, This will lead to mockery and disobliging remarks." So they shortened it to Ella. Beautiful. Anal. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand's on this list quite a few times. I, they must go just willy-nilly over there when it comes to naming their kids. So in New Zealand, these parents uh, went through potential names. They landed on anal, and local government officials deemed it too wacky. And they said, fine, we'll do butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2014, in Sonora, Mexico, also a hot spot for wild names, Robocop. Uh, <laughs> Robocop? <laughs> It's not even a, a positive connotation. <coughs> Robo- Robocop's unhappy. <laughs> Robocop. They wanted a tough little kid. I don't know if it was a boy or girl because officials in Sonora, Mexico banned it and compiled a list of banned baby names. I think they're, oh, they're on the next one too. Circumcision. <laughs> oh, what country is that from? Sonora, Mexico. Funny you should ask, Aaron. Apparently they're just going crazy over there. Down there. Um, a baby girl from Sweden was baptized under the heavy metal name Metallica. <laughs> but tax officials eventually deemed it inappropriate. I mean, these are Metallica. So- why are tax officials getting involved? <laughs> why? What is happening in Sweden? They tax you so much over there. I was going to name my baby Circumcision, but the department of parking said no. <laughs> Oh, Christ. I know. It's Metallica ac- actually sounds like kind of a pretty... If you didn't know it was a, a band, it kind of sounds like a pretty girl's name. <laughs> yes. In Sweden, they're huge into death metal over there. Not the Metallica. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Smelly Head is in Malaysia. That got banned. Uh, it's really Chow Tao, but it translates to Smelly Head. Um, sex Fruit Mini Cooper in France. Uh, that's what. Uh, no, that's two names. Sorry. Okay. Uh, sex, sex fruit was New Zealand, and the government said no fucking way. And then Mini Cooper was in French. Uh, the French uh, council prevented a family from naming their son Prince William, and they came back with Mini Cooper. <laughs> oh, God. That was also denied. And then, also, Mini, Mini's not a bad name. I know Like, Mini. if a Cooper's the middle name. Did the government push back on... Um... On what's his name when he named his their, him and Grimes named his daughter Aeon Flux or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this, and yeah. they did not. Um, but in America, it's pretty loosey goosey. You can kind of do whatever you want. What um, was, my, I had a friend. We had friends who couldn't decide on a name by the time they left the hospital. Mm-hmm. This kid's like was his legal name for like two weeks was Baby Boy Richardson. it. <laughs> 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 I love that. I said it on the birth certificate. Baby boy. Come on, baby boy. Come here. <laughs> baby boy Richardson. I he signs his name just with an X. He just yeah. makes his mark on everything. <laughs> and we're going to keep it because I want the dangong government out of my body. My baby. <laughs> I mean, that's what Washington Redskins finally got rid of the racist name, the Redskins. And then they're this season, I, you, you probably saw this, but it's in the news. They're just going to call it Washington football. Let's like the Washington football team. So we're just going to go like, yay, go Washington football teams. 
We live in a dumb I hope world. They have a, I hope they have a giant football as their mascot runs out and shakes hands with everybody. Yeah, they just <laughs> Here comes a, the Washington football. Team. Yeah. Just <laughs> <sighs> push um. him over and watch him, like, Peter Tucker. Whoa! <laughs> End over end. Um, it's Spike, the team football. Um, yeah, that's great. And the only other one was there were twins that were banned named Fish and Chips. You're not allowed to name your fish, kids Fish and Chips again in New Zealand. I mean, what yeah. is... Got to go to New there, Zealand. We got to take it on tour, Kurt. There's kid. There's a kid's named Benson and Hedges as well in New Zealand from a, a previous episode, which blows my mind as well. They're twins. Dear Lord, it's the best. Do you think Hedges is like? Oh, God damn it, Mom, Dad! Why couldn't I be Benson? It's like a normal name. <laughs> this is my. These are my twin sons, Benson and Hedges. <laughs> But it's oh, like, he, he's not only Hedges, he's Hedges. Hedges. <laughs> then also, do they still, those were cigarettes, right? Benson and Hedges? Yep. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. do they still smoke those? And uh, maybe that's like the number one brand over. Maybe we just don't know. It's like. I love all those cigarettes that still exist that like you've never seen anyone smoke. Like a Benson and Hedges, like a, like a, a Merit. I know one person who smokes merits, mm-hmm. and it's always Paul Mall, but Paul Mall still is like a cool guy cigarette, you know. Whereas, like, who's who's out there? I know one person who smokes merits, which is the yeah. weirdest cigarette to smoke ever. I mean, um, smoke a Capri, have some class, stick your finger out of your car, have that little pencil thin. It looks like so, the stick from a Dum Dum, and you're just smoking that. Yeah. It's so good. Are you guys ready for another one? Yeah, I would love another one. Uh, this is from Forbes magazine. Heard of it. By Jake Adelstein. Of course. Thank you, Jake. Love Jake. Japan's Yakuza won't be celebrating Halloween this year. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, apparently, for 10 years now, the Yakuza in Japan, organized crime in Japan, their, uh, their full name is, which I did not know, was, is the Yamaguchi Gumi is the name of the actual Yakuza. That's like the name of their gang. I believe it. Um, They have tried to be good neighbors uh, by guaranteeing that all their gang members do not, like, uh, do small crime. Yeah. like, big organized crime. Yeah, friendly stuff. Assassins and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And then about 10 years ago, uh, kids started knocking on their headquarters. This is so weird, too, that the Yakuza has a headquarters, which is like... yeah. Like, the Italian mafia in New York City doesn't have a headquarters that people know about, right? Yeah, it's not the Olive Garden in Times Square, yeah. <laughs> that would be so smart, though, by the way, if it was the Olive Garden in Times Square, because people would be like, there, no Italian people go to this shithole. <laughs> I love it. So, little kids knocked on the Yakuza's door uh, for Halloween 10 years ago, and, like, a scared gangster just gave him, gave everybody who came by $10 just to make him go away. Oh, the best. And then they realized that it was, like, really good PR for the Yakuza, so they started doing it every year, but not with money. They give candy out. So it became, like, a thing, because it was, like, I'm sure it was, like, the the Japanese version of, like, the big candy bar, you know? Uh, so you go to the Yakuza yes. and get your candy bars. Now, the event got called off because the Yakuza, or the Yamaguchi Gumi, split into two factions on August 27th, and a gang war was expected to break out in 2015. But in 2016, they held the event again. Now, the event was called off this year. Or mm-hmm. no, this is in 2017. Okay. It was called off 
Then the whole thing is updated okay. on 111.17. It turns out the Yamaguchi Gumi tricked us all. Ugh. At around 4 p.m. on October 31st, Japan Time gangsters opened the shutters of their headquarters what? and began distributing bags of candy to the neighborhood kids as they had done for over a decade. Yes. Both they did celebrate this year, and their setup was super, said one local woman. One gangster dressed as a giant jack-o'-lantern greeting people at the door. Others in bulletproof vests patrolled the area. As the police looked on, security was top-notch, stated one mother who attended. The police and media were unhappy with the trick. The kids were quite happy with their treats. No, honey, it's fine. Just go to that door. <laughs> yeah, they did kill your uncle. They did kill your uncle. But they have the big candy bars. It's not, such a pussy. King-sized. Yeah. <laughs> They're king-sized. It's okay. It was an honorable assassination. There was a person in my neighborhood uh, for that got stuck. I think they moved in. I lived in... I grew up in Maryland, and we had... Our neighborhood was known as the hood to go to. My parents especially decorate. We had a walk of terror around the back of our house with all these different things happening. And Wow. Yeah, it was so... Every I mean, year. Every year, kids would... Like, a lot of the kids I grew up with, their families would bring everybody over to our hood because there were probably about 40 houses, and they were spread out enough where you could kind of like... It would take all night, so it wasn't like your kids just running door to door to door. But it was a big deal, and we got this new family, and they had never experienced it before. And they gave out uh, Coca-Cola cans of Coke because that's all they had that was like anything sweet. And so we were all pumped. Like when you're a kid and you get a soda, it's just like this rocks. And then later they handed – like years later, they would hand out um, Gatorade, 16-ounce Gatorades. And people went ballistic. It was like the best. It's like (laughs) parents are like – can I grab one of those? Like people are just walking around and he, and they're like, I need some electrolytes. It was the best. I, like if I, I live in kind of a weird area where nobody comes, Gatorade was a hit, guys. If you Gatorade. got the means, so smart. Hand That's out so Gatorade. smart. Do you do you do you? Ha- does your neighborhood go go out for Halloween, Aaron? I live in uh, kind of a uh, urban, like off of a main street yeah. in my neighborhood, and so. It, like every year there's a, l- a few more, but yeah. we go, I usually bring the kids somewhere else. When I was in like middle school, early high school, my brother and I came up with this system that we would go trick-or-treating the next morning. A genius. On the way, like, and we would wow. go to people's doors and just go, trick-or-treat, got any more candy you don't want to eat? And they'd be like, oh God, yes. Thank you. And just dump a whole thing in your bag and you'd walk <laughs> To school or oh. whatever, like with like a like a like a hobo sack full of candy. Oh, Aaron, oh that God, is you're a you don't even have to dress up. Oh. You're the Steve Jobs. That is so innovative and genius. That is so smart. Yeah. Wow. There's, now I realize I'm like, if I have leftover candy, I'm like get it out of here. My body yeah. can't take this, but That's I want right. it desperately. My teeth mm-hmm. will rattle. Yeah. I've now I, started buying stuff I don't like. Oh, that's smart. That's maybe why it's so difficult to get good candy when you're a kid. I always remember it being difficult to get, like, you would just get a bunch of, like, Raisinets often. And you're just like, yeah. why does everybody like these Raisinets, these fucking losers? Or Raisins. Some people used to give out little Sunmade or whatever, the little red boxes. They, you would Apples. be like, gee, everybody- thanks, lady. Raisin apple, everyone would just throw the apple. <laughs> yes, immediately. <laughs> There's a mailbox. Doink. Boy. I love the idea. I, this is my, 
last year was my first year where my daughter was old enough to yeah. go trick-or-treating. And I had no idea. And I don't know if this is like this everywhere else. But in my neighborhood, my neighborhood goes pretty much all out. And it's just all the parents are drinking and yeah. all the kids are going. And it's so much fun. It's like Halloween is awesome again. Yeah. Because everybody's just in, got a stroller with the big red cups. Everybody's like, what are you drinking? Like pouring drinks for other people on the street. And it is, it's just this big outdoor party for like two hours right after the sun goes down. It's amazing. I yeah, think that, those should... are the neighborhoods we like to go to. Yeah. And yeah. then one of my daughters is allergic to peanuts. So oh I used to be like, just ask for something else. Just say, is it okay if I have, and now I'm like, just give it here. Yeah, <laughs> Reese's. And I walk away like so sugar-free. <laughs> um, Mamrie Hart, who was our guest on this, every year since I've moved to LA, um, we are childless losers. We're unlovable childless losers. We do Halloween <laughs> together in an in a great trick or treating neighborhood, and we decorate same neighborhood. Same neighborhood as Kurt. And last year. Uh, we rented a frozen margarita machine just for the parents, and it was oh, – people were like, you guys are the house, right? And we're like, yeah, get in here. So we buy way too – I mean, we have strobe lights and music and spider. We have everything you can have, but then we also just give the parents to go walking frozen marks. This and is, This is genius. I'm going to need to get this. I will text you after this uh, <laughs> what neighborhood and what streets. Also, oh because God. of what's going on in the world and who knows if there's going to be a real Halloween this year, like, let's as a country, as soon as this shit is over, the next 31st of the next month, that's Halloween. I don't that's care all, if it's June. Really- I don't care when, if it's December. That. Let's just do it. If it's Christmas on the 25th and then Halloween on the 31st <laughs> and then New Year's Eve, <laughs> let's go ballistic. Listen, Halloween, Halloween will be from 6 to 8. New Year's gets the rest of the night. <laughs> that would be the greatest ever. And then let's that just keep so it that way. Anyways, oh. I digress. Scotty, um, send us out. Let's send us out. last story. Aaron, thank you so much for being on Bananas. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Is there anything? Everyone, of course, go and watch the new Bill and Ted's movie. Uh, when is it coming out, Aaron? Uh, September 1st. September 1st. It's yeah. so soon. Can't wait. So soon. Uh, get it wherever you get movies in your home. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to yeah, plug, exactly. Aaron? God, I don't know. Oh, watch Room 104. I have an episode coming up at some point. I'm That's a huge super, fan. It's Future. like me and Kevin Nealon, and it's um, uh, it's shot like a like a classic '80s or '90s sitcom. Oh, that's so like great! That's... Like that one. I don't know the exact date on that, but it's such a good, uh, creative, clever show. Yeah, it's awesome. I love Kevin Nealon. He is yeah. great. HBO Room 104. Watch it. It's a little scary. If you get a and little of course, scared of things, watch Aaron's episode and grow up. And go watch Medical Police if you haven't already. I'm serious. Oh, it's so good. Okie dokie. Let's get out of here with something hot and sexy. Not really. Uh, This is from Sam Sheed from Business Insider. One in four people have fantasized about Alexa, Siri, and AI assistants. (laughs) Where are they getting their numbers from? Oh, I'm going to tell you, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it's the author's been like, well, I definitely have, and I know three people who have so like, one in four. That's the best. Well, I'm looking around the room, and those three seem civilized. I'm over here sneaking away talking to my Echo. Um, 
Okay, so a study of more than 1,000 voice tech users found that 26% of them have had a sexual fantasy about their voice assistant, which include the likes of Alexa, Siri, and Cortana. That's the sexiest name. Um, what those sexual fantasies were isn't clear, but it's an alarming number of people. The, it's called the Speak Easy Study pretty good honestly uh based on the responses of over 1000 smartphone owners aged 18 and over and 100 amazon echo owners was published uh by advertising agencies jwt and mindshare this is kind of an important sentence it's not clear what percentage of respondents were men and what percentage were women uh i'm guessing a lot of dudes but i don't know um maybe i'm wrong i don't know um, the study also found that 30 said this. Oh boy, what a world. The study also found that 37% of voice technology users were, quote, love their voice assistant so much that they wish they were a real person, end quote. Clearly, some humans are finding themselves very attracted to their voice assistants. The relationship between humans and assistants, uh, powered by AI, are poised to become even stronger. As Amazon, Google, and Apple, and Microsoft spend millions to make their voice assistants as human as possible. And it's, uh, there's a side note here that's, <clears throat> excuse me, tech companies have a tendency to focus on female voices and names uh, of personal assistants, possibly in a bid to make them more appealing to young, not my word, their word, geeky men. A third of the respondents said they're excited for a future where their voice assistants anticipate what they need and take actions for them. Not us. Siri, tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) Um, Do you think, I was going to say, before you said like the young thing, I was like, do you think this all started (laughs) with that great 80s movie, Electric Dreams? (laughs) Maybe. I loved this movie so much. It's like a computer, this guy spills on his computer and the computer comes to life. And starts having a relationship with the woman upstairs. Yes. <laughs> and the yeah. computer really? falls in love with the girl. And doesn't and the computer like, try and kill the man because the man wants to date her? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that on cable as a kid. Oh, it was like it spoke to me for some reason. Maybe just because she plays the cello and I like the cello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Weird Science hit it. I just watched Weird Science recently. It's on one of uh, the streaming apps. And it's like, yeah. That's just. Alexa, come to life. It's Alexa. It's like a uh, high school, horny high school boys. Alexa's come to life is what is it, Kelly LeBrock. Is that right? Yeah. Ah, and yep, you're Kelly like, LeBrock. get out of here. But yeah, apparently I, dudes, dudes be flirting. I mean, you know, I also wonder too, if it's older men, because I definitely have a relative mm-hmm. who he's a very, 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 very chatty man to the mm-hmm. point where like if you get in a conversation with him, like you sometimes have to just walk away because he just keeps talking. Yes. And I think at this point, his wife has tuned his chattiness out. Oh, boy. And he said the first thing he does when he wakes up in the morning is say hello to Alexa. And then, and Alexa oh always has new things to tell him. So I've never like delved into Alexa or whatever, but apparently Amazon is like continually updating Alexa with like conversational techniques. And so he says he talks to Alexa hours a day. Oh, like that's Alexa so will, deeply disturbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, but also it's yeah. perfect for this guy because it is like an indefatigable. Indefati- 
uh, yeah, audience. That's right. You know? I am always so scared to say that word. Congrats. <laughs> I like, I'll read it and I'm like, into fat, 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 indigo. It's a tough word to say. Really They're like, Aaron, just read it. Read what's on the page, please. Can we just get what's on the page, please? And you're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I don't have any of those things. Kurt, you're a little more tech aware than I'm I a bit of a Luddite Siri. myself. I use Siri and I use Siri all the time, primarily when I'm driving or when I'm cooking um, for like timers or for like texting when I'm driving. And my wife really dislikes it. And she made her dislike known enough that my daughter has now picked up on it, who's three. And now whenever I talk to Siri, she acts scared. Like she's not actually scared, but she like acts like she's scared of robots and she's like papa don't talk to the robots and i'm like it's just i'm just making a timer to for your macaroni (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't matter anyway honey because they're always listening yes (laughs) oh yeah i know it's the great thing that the three of us didn't grow up with uh smartphones and you know we got through high school and college without them which is it's a such a blessing it hits me like once a month where i'm like man i'm so glad all of that wasn't there to embarrass myself, to document everything. Like, there's just no digital trail of those horrific form. Like, oh, I yeah. really do think about it. it. Hits me where I'm like, thank God, thank God. Yeah. Just the just the regrettable emails I sent from the uh, computer lab. <laughs> <laughs> I love the computer lab. I would always go. Yeah, everyone would go to the computer lab. Like, I had a computer at home, but I just didn't know how to make it get email. So I would just go to the computer lab. Yeah. It's the best. It was the best place ever. Uh, yeah, I don't ever, I never use mine. I don't, I mean, my kids have like an Alexa and they only know to listen to music and every once like, you know, to play little games on there. Mm-hmm. But I never even think to use Siri. I think I t- may have maybe took it off because um, it just never pops into my mind. Yeah. To have, have my phone set the timer for me without me going on and picking the app. And that's maybe opening up my cooking world, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you throw stuff in, you just tell it and it just does it for you. Anyway, I'm getting everybody into it. Yeah, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt yeah, loves I'm thinking it. about having a relationship. Yeah. I'm having anyway, sex with my phone. I know, right? It's just like, well, I started, I started using it as a timer and now I'm fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for being on Bananas. Thanks for having me, you guys. Super fun. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. 